You are listening to a download from the Drama Merchant. Descend into the stories of yesterday, into worlds of science fiction, the unknown and supernatural. Be prepared to listen to some astounding stories. Nathaniel Evergood was an eccentric old man with a photographic passion for pretty girls. So he invented a camera lens for special effects. And All the Girls Were Nude by Richard Magruder Part 1 Appearances often can be deceiving and things most certainly aren't always as they seem. Take the case of Nathaniel Evergood, for instance. The nature of this old man was such that nobody ever called him Nat, not even his closest working companions in the company bookkeeping department. As long as any of them had ever known Nathaniel Evergood, there had never been the slightest indication of any desire for his intimacy or even friendship. Not once had he shared a drink, or lunch, or relaxed conversation with anyone, so far as his associates knew. To say Nathaniel was reserved is putting it mildly. It would be more accurate to describe this little old man as dull, completely and absolutely dull. In appearance, dress, speech, in every way imaginable. But in addition to being quite dull, as everyone knew, Nathaniel Evergood was also a thoroughly evil and obscene old man, as no one knew. Likely, the main reason no one had ever seen the inside of Nathaniel's rooms was the fear within him that his evilness and obscenity might be discovered. For Nathaniel Evergood might be called a connoisseur of well-turned thigh, the round dimpled bottom, the tight waist, and the high firm chest, from afar and in secret. Of course. Oh, Nathaniel Evergood was a connoisseur, all right. At the investigation, he ventured a very rough but conservative guess that he had collected at least 50,000 pictures of girls in whole or in part, horizontal or vertical, semi-nude or nude over the years. Upon entering his living room, if that were possible, the first thing a casual observer would have noted would be the point of saturation reached by his walls in their photographic content. There were photographs of blondes and brunettes and redheads. There were pictures of thin girls, fat girls, girls with ample chests and girls lacking, girls holding telephones, books and ice cream cones, girls 25 and girls no longer girls. There were shots in glorious colour by the hundreds, originals and prints alike, but there wasn't among them one single view of the Grand Canyon. On the table, in the bookshelves, in the magazine rack, and all through his rooms, one might find other evidence of this evil and obscure old man's preoccupation with womankind. But the kind of woman he was preoccupied with often wasn't the kind that married dear old dad. He subscribed to every girly publication in the country, and to several in France. So you see, Nathaniel Evergood was not only a connoisseur, but he was also an avid collector. There were books and there were magazines, 
and there were even a deck of playing cards backed with the most astounding set of pictures you ever saw, that anyone could sit down to play a game of Old Maid or Snap with that deck is inconceivable to say the least. He later said he probably spent almost half his really quite meagre earnings for up-to-date additions to his extensive collection. The girly magazines, the playing cards and prints he received from various mail-order houses sent, as the advertisements testified, in a plain, unmarked envelope. But the other half of his collection, the photographs, mounted, unmounted, matte and glossy enlargements and contact prints, Nathaniel Evergood came by in an entirely different and somewhat novel manner. Over the years, Nathaniel had acquired three fine cameras, an excellent enlarger, two contact printers, electronic flash units, interchangeable lenses, filters, sunshades and lens caps, extension tubes and tripods. In short, Nathaniel Evergood was well equipped to take photographs of just about everything. He had the equipment and he had the necessary technical knowledge and facility but invariably he passed up the usual pictorial, architectural, human interest, interpretive and abstract photographs, even when the opportunities for truly fine shots were there. Instead, he took roll after roll, pack after pack, and cartridge upon cartridge of girls. Nothing but girls. All sorts of girls. Just girls. At the investigation, Nathaniel suggested that the presence of a camera, introduced on the scene in a gentlemanly and courteous manner, was enough to cause almost frenzied unlocking and unzipping by even the most demure and prudish female. Ladies, Nathaniel said wisely, love to have their bodies recorded for posterity. Oh, he was certainly a very evil and highly obscene old man, if you ever saw one but the full import of what his evil old soul and obscene little mind contained would probably escape the casual observer, unless he happened onto a tiny cubbyhole at the back of the rooms unoccupied by Nathaniel. For here, Nathaniel Evergood guarded jealously a secret utterly beyond belief. He fancied himself to be something of an inventor. And he was too, of a sort. His ardent and relentless pursuit of photographic subject matter during the years had led him into situations demanding full knowledge of his craft, from a technical rather than from an artistic point of view. Thus, this inventive turn of mind was given an able assist by his understanding of the theory, optics and chemistry of photography. And now, he was just putting the finishing touches to the most important project of his entire life. Basing his plan of action on the simple optic theory of astigmatism, Nathaniel designed a lens. Astigmatism, he had learned, resulted in the human eye as well as in manufactured lenses of a certain formula, in the failure of horizontal and vertical target lines to reach common focus. So his lens was designed intentionally astigmatic allowing focus to be brought on one group of target lines or another, but never on both simultaneously. To the front of the lens mount, 
he added a front surface prism and a filter, carefully ground and tinted internally the precise colour complement of human flesh. He reasoned quite accurately, as it turned out, that the prism would gather all the colours of the light together and converge them at the focal plane of the lens as pure white, thus eliminating all colour. But at the same instant, the complement filter replaced the flesh colour of the object focused upon, and subsequently recorded on film. Then in one fell swoop, the lens allowed Nathaniel to focus carefully on one group of target lines in his case, the female form underneath its covering, automatically throwing an opposing group of lines out of focus, the covering over the female body in his case. The prism was busily gathering together all colour and converting it into pure white light, while lastly, the complementary filter replaced the colour of flesh to the image, and finally to the photograph. You see the possibilities, of course. By replacing the normal lenses of one fine camera with his invention, Nathaniel Evergood was now equipped to photograph in rich natural colour the female form divine, unfettered by any or all clothing. Well, this day in particular, Nathaniel Evergood stationed himself, poised like a pointer, at his window, camera in hand, invention in place, waiting impatiently for the first likely subject to appear. And, shameful as it must seem, this evil and obscene old man was quite noticeably drooling, right from one side of his pinched little mouth. He heard the saucy click of her heels on the pavement a full thirty seconds before she swung gracefully into his myopic line of sight. She was blondish, not too blonde, understand, but just blonde enough. And she was a true blue blonde at heart, if you know what I mean. Shutter, set at 1 slash 200 of a second, diaphragm, f slash 5.6, film, real life colour, rangefinder, superimposed, click, 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 click. Four shots. Four beautiful pictures in colour too, before she was gone down the street. With incredible speed, this evil and obscene old man descended from his window perch and scuttered back to his little cubbyhole. He darkened the room and unloaded the automatic film holder. No attempt can be made to describe the gnawing impatience that Nathaniel Evergood felt as he sloshed the sensitised emulations through the series of solutions for the precise time required for true colour rendition, and finally held them up to the light for the first wide-eyed look. She was there, all right. His swaying blonde. She was there. All there. Well, sir, after filling his eyes and his evil little mind with the four lovely images of the girl, Nathaniel Evergood rushed to the downtown camera shop and wrote out a large cheque for their entire supply of real-life colour film. Then, back on the street, madly clicking, 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 every pretty girl that came along, every single one. This episode of Astounding Stories was created, narrated, and edited by Nathan Schultz, otherwise known as the Drama Merchant. All sound effects were homemade and edited by him in his garage. 
Music was created by Kevin McLeod and can be found on Incompetech Film Music. To visit the website or the music titles used in this episode, click on the links in the body of the podcast. All the Girls Were Nude was written by Richard Magruder and appeared in the publication Imagination Stories of Science Fiction and Fantasy, December 1954. Stay tuned for our next episode. That's all for today, and if you're enjoying this podcast, please remember to hit the subscribe button so more theatre lovers can find the show. Also remember, I have a free subscription ship for anybody who wants to be the first to find out what plays I'm working on, both audio and live, and other exciting news. Just head over to www.thedramamerchant.au. If you have an idea for a story or a commercial project you need a voiceover actor for, please get in touch at thedramamerchant at hotmail.com.